Welcome to Tax Break. It's November 3 and you're listening to TaxTube's roundup of recent key tax developments happening around the world. Coming up, what the US tax reform has in store for international business, contingency plans to change the Dutch tax consolidation rules, calls for majority voting on EU tax laws, an EU attack on the UK's CFC rules and the latest moves on digital taxation. The long-awaited U.S. tax reform bill has been released by congressional Republicans. Media reports suggest that Democrat support will not be needed to get it passed because of the limited impact on the deficit that is estimated at $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years. As anticipated, the corporate tax rate would be reduced from the current 35% down to just 20% starting in 2018. This is seen as a major boost to American companies' international competitiveness and to American jobs. While dividends from foreign companies are taxable under the current U.S. rules, the bill introduces a full exemption for dividends from 10% foreign subsidiaries, again as from 2018. This is also seen as a means of levelling the playing field with foreign businesses when selling products or services abroad by removing an additional layer of tax on those foreign profits. It's also designed to remove the current incentive for American companies to retain their foreign profits outside the United States rather than repatriating them. The new participation exemption would apply to all distributions from foreign subsidiaries made after 2017. However, in order to eliminate the advantage of prior year's earnings that have been kept outside the US, a one-off tax would be levied at a rate of 12%, or if the profits have been reinvested in the foreign subsidiary's business, at a rate of 5%. The bill includes three provisions aimed at preventing erosion of the US tax base. The first is aimed at companies that shift income out of the US by allocating it to intangible property or risks held by low or no taxed foreign subsidiaries. The new rule would tax income earned by those foreign subsidiaries that is above a routine level at an effective rate of 10%. The second base erosion provision would be a worldwide debt cap. This would broadly limit the net interest deductible by a US corporation by reference to its share of the group's worldwide earnings. The new limitation is seen as a means of discouraging excessive leverage of US companies in conjunction with the new exemption for foreign dividends. The third and final base erosion measure would be a 20% levy on deductible payments, like the purchase of goods, made to a foreign-related party unless, broadly, the foreign-related party elects to pay US tax on its profits. The idea is that this would eliminate the U.S. tax benefit afforded to multinational companies that make deductible payments to foreign affiliates by imposing full U.S. tax on the related profits, irrespective of where they are booked. This rule would apply to tax years beginning after 2018. The plan now is to get the bill through both Congress and Senate in time for President Trump to sign it into law before the end of the year, but whether such a tight timetable can be met remains to be seen. The Dutch government has taken emergency measures to prevent the Dutch tax consolidation rules being used in international tax avoidance structures. The measures are a direct response to ongoing litigation before the EU Court of Justice in case the court rules against the Dutch tax authorities. The case itself involves a Dutch company that was denied a deduction for an intragroup loan that it had used to fund equity capital in an Italian subsidiary. The Dutch rules see this as potential avoidance and deny the deduction unless, in essence, the taxpayer can provide evidence of commercial motives. The Dutch company's argument was that these rules would not have applied if it had been allowed to form a tax consolidation unit with the Italian subsidiary to which it had contributed the equity. But this would only have been possible in the case of a Dutch subsidiary. 
An interim opinion in the case has held that excluding non-Dutch subsidiaries in these circumstances was an infringement of EU law. Instead of extending the benefits of tax consolidation to this kind of cross-border arrangement, the Dutch government's move would simply deny the corresponding benefits in purely domestic arrangements. These measures would affect a number of tax consolidation benefits, in particular certain interest deductions, loss carryovers and dividend withholding tax benefits. The European Commission will support calls to free up EU rulemaking by moving from unanimity to qualified majority voting by EU member states. That would mean that it would be politically easier to get certain EU legislation, including tax legislation, passed, given that not all member states would have to agree. The Commission's announcement echoes a call by EU President Juncker for similar reform in his State of the Union speech earlier in the year. Although the announcement was made in the European Commission's work programme for 2018, it is clearly a more long-term project with an indicative timing of 2025. Looking at the shorter term, the Commission's work programme includes a number of existing proposals that it is pushing for swift adoption, including the controversial proposal to introduce common EU tax rules, known as CCCTB, and the disclosure of income tax information, which is presumably a reference to the equally controversial proposal for public country-by-country -country reporting. The UK CFC rules are being challenged under EU law. The challenge is the latest of a series of attacks by the European Commission against EU member state rules that provide illegal state aid to businesses in the EU. The Commission's challenge focuses on the fact that certain offshore group financing subsidiaries of UK parented groups are effectively excluded from the UK's CFC rules. As a result, these subsidiaries not only pay little or no foreign tax in the country they are located, but also little or no UK tax under the UK's own taxing rules. The Commission is investigating whether this is contrary to the EU's state aid rules because it gives special treatment to low-taxed financing income, whereas other types of income that is artificially shifted to low-tax foreign subsidiaries is taxed in the UK. This is just the first step in the procedure and the full picture will only be clear once the Commission has finished its investigation. Just one month after the OECD launched its request for public input on digital taxation, the EU has followed with its own public consultation. This follows on from the Commission's September communication, setting out its vision for the need to address digital taxation and some possible methods for doing so. The consultation document repeats the need for action, in particular to address the threats to fair competition between businesses and the risk of an otherwise uncoordinated approach to the problem by individual member states. As in the earlier communication, the methods for addressing digital taxation are divided into short-term options such as withholding tax on payments for digitally ordered goods and services to more structural approaches such as a tax based on the location of the users of digital services. It seems likely that the responses to the consultation will be used to develop EU proposals for spring 2018, but whether these will actually be tabled is largely dependent on progress made at OECD level. The OECD has just published responses to its own consultation and is expected to issue an interim report in April 2018. This was Barry Larking with the latest tax break brought to you by TaxTube. To get regular updates on your iPhone so you can listen when and where you want, as well as accessing more details such as background reports or the full text of this tax break, just visit us on taxtube.net. Yeah.